Whitney, how are you? I'm awesome. I'm glad you're awesome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Platonic Life Mates. Hope everyone's having a good week. Whitney, did you have a good week? I had. I don't even remember, so it must have been fine. Yeah, I had a fine week. (laughs) (laughs) It's a blur. It's a blur. I had, um, I had a pretty good week. I've, uh, I actually just, wa- I binge watched um, Good Omen on uh, Prime. I also binge watched the new season of um, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. I watched, oh all, I watched both of those shows in like less than two and a half days. I don't, Damn, I know. You didn't sleep. I don't sleep, unfortunately. Or fortunately, when it comes to binge watching, it's my gift. I guess. Everyone has a talent. All right, then. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, damn, I'm sorry. I'm still, like, doing the math on how you could. Uh, like, okay. okay. I mean, they're both you? very short, short seasons. Sure. You know, they're not, they're not um, they're 22 like episodes. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely, I mean, you know, Marvelous Miss Nasal and that show is awesome. Good Omen. Um, it's kind of an angel and demon trying to hold off the Armageddon, um, but yeah, in a read, funny way. It's I read pretty the book. A long oh, time did you? Ago. Okay. Yeah. It was I interesting. Show. It was funny. It was I funny it and not like a, it was like intelligent funny, not a like slapstick, ha ha ha, awkward funny, which I don't like. So, so it didn't feel like a Seth Rogen film. Correct. Yeah. I don't do, I don't do those kind of like awkward, funny. I don't find stuff like Anchorman or 40 year old virgin. I don't think those, I don't find those funny. They just don't fit with me. I don't like elf. None of that kind of stuff. Sorry. Oh. Everyone just, on elf, but... everyone just quit listening. Cause I just said elf wasn't funny and they're like well forget this woman i'm out of here yeah i don't agree with you on that but 40 year old version and and the other one yeah yeah um speaking of awkward funny and awkward not funny i have a special uh treat for you we got part two of average joe doesn't save christmas that's right i can't wait Mm -hmm. joe yeah i hope you find a sweet girl who appreciates your inability to do things i mean he just lost his girlfriend last episode so i don't think he's gonna find a new one already do you yes i do because he was very handsome and very average average which is fine because he's a white guy and he's handsome so he doesn't have to be anything except average okay uh before i start uh, making you think back on um fifth grade english i do a little review of last week's uh part one of uh, average joe yeah. Just to refresh your memory refresh. and everyone's memory. All right. To review. Uh, I think it was the town roller skate factory was closing. And, and average name Joe... was Banana Hammocks. Yes. Roller skates. <laughs> that you was. cannot forget that. Because, and the, uh, the reason it has these unique names, in case you missed the last episode, uh, we're telling the story Mad Lib style. So I asked Whitney for answers as we go through. But um, that, that factory is closing and average Joe is going to help. Um, keep it open by giving the owner's daughter her Christmas wish. And of course, her Christmas wish is to have snow. So Joe rents a snow machine, but he uh, doesn't set it up correctly. It catches fire. It burns down the Christmas tree lot next door. 
ruins uh, all the Christmas trees. And um, because of that, his uh, now ex-girlfriend, the factory owner's daughter, um, convinces her family to close the factory three days early. So that's where we left off on this story. Which I'm still trying to figure out, like, why she had to close the factory three days early. Don't you want the factory open? Because it sounds Mm -mm. like she's a spoiled rich bitch. And if Mm -mm. they close the factory, how are you getting... Because things have to go wrong for average Joe, Whitney. It it can't be happy endings. I had so many questions. I had so many questions. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. All right, Whitney, I'm going to start off by asking you for an adverb. I knew you were going to ask me for an adverb. Mm Mm-hmm. I just knew you were, and I am not ready for it anyway. Um, <laughs> adverb. I want a good one. See, I only think of boring ones as soon as you ask me. Well, you have other chances to make up for it. It's not just a one adverb and done kind of story, you no. know. No. Uh, adverb. Let's see here. Calmly. Give me a number, please, ma'am. 73. Oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I have to say the word 73 times now. Kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> Everyone who is still here after I put down Elf has now checked out. So yeah. it's just right, you boy, and me so. now, Whitney. Nope, um, I'm going. I... Bye. <laughs> I need a noun, please. A noun. Yeah. Um, thermometer. Whoa. Everett had a fever this weekend, so it's on my mind. Gotcha. How about an adjective? An adjective? I'm going to go with... Uh, no, that doesn't make sense. Uh, How do you know? You don't know the story. It's a surprise for you, too. I'm the only like, one who knows the story. I don't think the word I thought of was actually an adjective. So uh, I'm going to go with silly. Silly belly. It's a good a good word okay now this one's gonna be really hard are you ready i'm ready i need a hot guy's name real hot melvin yeah that's a hot guy name that's an old guy name oh all right and keeping on theme with christmas stories uh like uh aldovia and pengalia i would like a fictional country name please Let's go with Gilbertonia. Ooh. I'm not sure I spelled that right, but you know I gave it a good a good try. It's okay. Um and after Gilbertonia, I would like an adjective. Another adjective? Yeah. I like those. Mm. They're fun. Mm. Fierce. Okay. How about an adverb? An adverb. I keep thinking of descriptions of men. Like, well, that's okay. Like, you know, hot but, men. Like, but not. <laughs> no, I'm like bald. I use it already. Oh, uh, we, I think we used that last story. Yeah, it was kind we of did. a weird. It was just it worked, but it was weird. But yeah, it was, it, it's a man lib. It's supposed to be weird. Let's see. I think we're gonna go with. Actually. Now I'm thinking of George Costanza. Oh. It's going to make me think of stalky. So let's go with stalky. Ladies can be stalky too, I believe. That's true. Um, and since we're in the adverb family, give me another adverb. Oh, we need an adverb, not an. Oops. I was oh, you did? Yeah, you get stalky. So, no. See? Look, All I, right, I, I need two adverbs. George Costanza. Okay, adverb. Um, I know. I'm, I'm going to start having to give you the list ahead of time and make you fill in the blanks. <sighs> I know. 
Uh, let's go with joyfully. And let's go with soon. Okay. I'm going to need a percent one through 100%. 84.73. Oh, oh, look at her. 84.73. I don't round. I don't round. I do. So now, I mean, you know that with my early 30s. Like anything less than 35. You don't know how math works. So that's fine. I know how math works. I know how my math works. Okay. I need um, a disease. And this disease can be real or fictional. I, I, I don't. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go for fictional. Oh, perfect. Uh, um, you're gonna have, you might, if you're going to go crazy, I'm going to make you spell it too. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just spent all last week reading like nursing exams. So I feel like I could come up with a very weird, oh. somewhat medical sounding thing. Yeah. But uh, let's go with... Hypotrephaloditis. It sounds serious. All right. All right. We will try to remember that. All right. You ready for part two of... I am. Will you do voices? I want voices. I didn't really do any... It's all It's all narration. There's no. There's no dialogue. I'm not a professional writer. This the story is like three paragraphs, like three short, very short paragraphs long. Oh, Probably good. three run-on sentences long, to be honest okay. with you. <laughs> Fair enough. So we've already reviewed. So yes, we're picking up where we left off. Part two. Mm-hmm. The Christmas After tree lot Maribel just burned down. Has left him, and he is heartbroken. He is heartbroken. Okay. The town's bell tower has been calmly dying for seventy-three years. Mm, that seems the, right. Yeah. The town elders have decided to have a Christmas fundraiser selling thermometers to save the bells. The town elders, where is this? <laughs> um I don't know. <laughs> Another fictional story. Our fictional right. country apparently. These old um, white guys decided to sell thermometers. Okay. The town elders. Right. Average Joe wants to do his part. And since he knows investigative journalism 101, yeah, he does. He wants to write a silly story about everyone who is helping with the fundraiser. Silly. Silly story. Um, uh, he starts looking into Melvin, mm. Melvin's background, and realizes that Melvin is actually a prince and the future king of Gilbertonia. Oh, he sounds super hot. Melvin, hot guy. Melvin. Um, Melvin, the Prince of Gilbertonia, has come to town to experience a normal and fierce Christmas away from his duties as a prince. Well, you know, it's hard being a prince. You need to break. Mm-hmm. But Average Joe doesn't realize this, and Average Joe thinks he's just being modest and doesn't want to share the fact that he's a prince so people don't think differently of him. Well, that's fair. Yeah. But then Joe finds out and he joyfully tells the whole town about the prince. Mm-hmm. The prince gets mad and soon flees the town. Ugh, I wanted to get with Melvin. Sorry. You have Damn to go to Gilbertonia now. The prince is so mad at his chance 
for a normal Christmas, he makes sure that his country stops subsidizing Santa's workshop. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what happens next, right? You know what's going to happen. There'll be no Christmas. Now Santa is going to have to cancel Christmas because 84.73% of his elves are out of the office with hypofragilisis. <gasps> oh, no. Mm-hmm. And they're out due to their elfing parents not vaccinating their elf children. Goddamn elves. Mm-hmm. And they're anti-vaxxing. Stand. I know. Elfing parents. The elfing parents. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 part two. So Joe has done so he's burned down a Christmas tree lot. He has got the factory to close. He's chased away Whitney's chance with Prince Melvin of Gilbertonia. He's canceled Christmas because Santa can't build any more toys. Now the bell tower is not going to get saved. I had no idea Santa needed subsidies to keep. Uh, he does. Toy. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the government just pays him not to build toys too. You know. Oh wow! Oh, that's deep. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to dive into that one. That is some tricky business. We need we need Amanda or Amber, whose name <laughs> I can't remember, from Aldovia, to get into that. I know. Investigative journalism 101, guys. <laughs> Is Gilbertonia next to Pengalia and Aldovia? Oh, okay, okay. It definitely is. So what country does our story take place in? We need one we need a fourth country here. Uh I think it probably takes place in Foshestania. Foshestania? Mm-hmm. I like it. Definitely. Interesting. So make sure you tune in next week for the third and final part of average joe doesn't save christmas to find out if he really doesn't save christmas and what else is going to go wrong or maybe something will finally go right no we'll have to wait to see oh my gosh how many more things can go wrong though i mean there's not a lot left in stereotypical christmas movies that hasn't happened to poor joe already i think i don't know all right for some reason today this is just a side note i have the theme song to entertainment tonight in my head i don't know why i haven't watched that show since i was probably eight years old but in my brain all i hear is i don't know why i keep i keep thinking it and it's gonna come out at some point so i figured i'd better say it now that is weird. And it's for some reason, strange. for some reason, you talking about that, this has nothing to do with that, but it's just like, oh, yeah, weird stuff happens. Is I woke up this morning, like in a good mood. That never happens. No, but I woke up in a, in a good mood this morning and it, I, I couldn't remember anything from my dream, except I feel like I dreamed about making out with someone. And for whatever reason, that put me in a good mood. And then I, I was like, <laughs> I have had those dreams too when you're like, you wake I remember up and nothing you know, about it. You know, you either had a makeup dream or a sex dream or something <laughs> and you were like and it was good because i know I was kinda was like good. well shit though i don't have anyone to make out with i kind of want to make out with someone now <laughs> but uh, yeah and you don't remember like who was it and where were we what did we do i don't know but i just have <laughs> this aura that i am satisfied yeah i've definitely had those dreams i uh, i have no interest in like dating someone or even like having sex with someone i have no interest in that but i do like miss like just like hanging out and like physical contact i was talking to a friend i was like do you think there's like a tinder or bumble for just like someone to come over and just like watch a movie and cuddle with me maybe make out a little bit like 
totally has to be. I just, just want, like because they're like tender light, you know, no, no sex, yeah, no, no, like fuck boys, but um, just, just some cuddling and maybe a little bit, of just, just some, just some smooching, yeah. just, super, just super fun. And if not, there should be, and I we know. need to do that. Maybe right we should away. start a business, you know? That will be the, that would be a perfect platonic life mates app, like. Or maybe, well, so Joey might have a problem with you doing this, but maybe we open a business like a franchise and we go out and we market our cuddling skills to people who need to be cuddled. And thus we also get to cuddle as well. (laughs) So you're pimping out my cuddles. Yes. For, for, for um, financial gain. Well, that, yeah. Otherwise, why are you pimping it out? I mean, please. (laughs) <laughs> hmm, interesting i'm doing i'm gonna have to like look there has to be like a cuddle app there has to be it has to be and if not we Surely need to get it developed out of this and if not no one take this idea i swear to god i'm coming for you if this shows up in a month <laughs> there's gotta be some know. type of background check like i don't think well yes you i mean like it's not yeah background check so we don't get murdered but also i need like um your recent cuddle references the last time you had a bath or shower your laundry detergent um i don't know what else do i need to know well like your preferred cuddle positions because everybody's a different cuddler what's your preferred cuddle position um i like to be i do not like spooning it's uncomfortable what really i know it's an unpopular opinion i prefer to like nestle in on the side you can be on your back and i'm gonna like nestle in i like that too into you but i don't like i can't be a little spoon very long so i like spooning i like spooning um especially that's like so way my like bedroom is set up so spooning is like optimal movie watching position because the tv is to one side of the bed not the foot of the bed yeah so you kind of got to like spoon to watch tv but just if like you're just cuddling to cuddle i do like the you're on your back i lay on my side snuggling Mm -hmm. and i like to put my top leg over the leg that's closest to me see so there's a lot you have to yeah we Mm -hmm. have to break down optimal cuddling positions Mm -hmm. and for like the extent because i can little spoon for like maybe five minutes and after that i'm like no i can't do this how is little spoon uncomfortable i'm trying to i, I can't I picture don't, it i like someone's arm draped over me it always is in like somewhat a weird place i always want to move my arm it like it doesn't i don't know it just it doesn't now work. i will say i don't like like an arm as my solo pillow so i like the arm and then like a small pillow on the arm and then my head yes you know what I mean? Because like yeah, I can't just be on yeah. my arm. It's a bone. Mm-hmm. It's not a mm-hmm. pillow. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Give me a chicken bone. Here you yeah. go. Nice Need a little pillow. pillow on there. But I still want the arm under me, so it's still like cuddled and being held. Yes. These are important things that you have to like. You have mm-hmm. to get out there at the beginning. So in our cuddle bugs, which is now what the app is called, cuddle bugs. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. This will be. There'll be a very extensive questionnaire on cuddle yeah. positions i think the, and i think the cuddle positions will probably have to have pictures because oh yeah i mean definitely it'll have to help people okay good i'm glad we've we've created this is, is now is, it, is this just strictly cuddling or is this making out too i mean that could be an option maybe you're just strictly a cuddler uh-huh. those maybe are for like the executive members yes you pay a little extra, you pay a little extra. <laughs> because i'm gonna need i'm gonna need a dental history then i'm gonna need 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want someone, you don't want to be making out with someone who has gum disease. Because that's just no gingivitis is a boner killer. Exactly. Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. No, this is a good idea. I like this. This is good. So we need. Um. I was talking with another friend a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about creating an app, basically to find screen and find fuck buddies for people, and not like a Tinder, like in more in depth. We're gonna like background check. We're gonna screen. We'll go through the whole process. So th- these could be, you know, like now sister I apps. Feel, I feel <laughs> sister apps. I feel like it would be harder to find a platonic cuddle makeout buddy than it would be to find a fuck buddy. I feel like you could just go anywhere and find a fuck buddy. But see, we wouldn't like we're talking. But you about, want like, it to be buddy, like fuck buddy like, elite. Like you want exactly. them to be, yeah, yeah, like highbrow fuck buddy, mm-hmm. like. We, you've been through the screening process. We have basically like a contract there. You know, if the, you are required to spend the night or to stay after an hour, or like it is very mm. clear so that there's no weird, awkward negotiating. Everything is done. Everybody knows what to expect up front. Mm-hmm. You've signed off before and now you can just go enjoy yourself, fuck your brains out. And then everybody knows what's going on. You could even have a negotiated firm end time. So your Uber is already waiting. There's no awkward time of waiting for an Uber to get there. Do yeah. I wait in? or outside or anything Ooh, like within that. Within the app, you could pre-order mm-hmm. your Uber. Yeah, I love it. with oh. like yeah, a cutoff time, so there's no weird yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got to get the fuck out of there. You're mm-hmm. like, okay. or if you are spending the night, you could put your breakfast preferences in there. Ooh, I like yeah. See, yeah, exactly, and it's all laid out. You will you make breakfast for me? This is expected. Are we gonna go get coffee? What mm. is happening? Or am see, I just getting the fuck out of there? I would abuse that. See, I would sign up for the breakfast, but not for the sex. I would just show up at people's houses and expect them to make me make make them to make breakfast for me. Well, clearly, if it's a <laughs> fuck buddy app, I believe that fucking would be a key ingredient. It's not a breakfast app. We maybe it's not, maybe it's a fuck buddy or just buddy. It's just fuck and or buddy app. So I just want to breakfast buddy you just want a breakfast i want a cuddle breakfast buddy who makes out (laughs) with a cuddler there who also then makes you breakfast yes come stay at your bed and breakfast yes i may want you to come in and cuddle with me while we watch the great british baking show yes then in the morning i would like you to make whatever the challenge was on the great british baking show oh my god this is the greatest theme b&b ever we need to Mm -hmm. open this right now uh, I want um, peanut butter banana breakfast. I remember a time, Whitney, when this was, I think this was our senior year in high school. There was a group project and we had to create a business and we created a B&B. And it was a brothel. Because we couldn't make a, like our, our, our sheets didn't come out to make a profit. So we just added miscellaneous income to it and no one else, none of the other teachers caught it in presenting it except for one of the business teachers. And she asked about it and we just said, it was yeah. a. Uh, we just rent the rooms by the hour, <laughs> and she kind of laughed at us, and we we got an A on that project. We got an A. That was the same teacher who um, you got mad at me because I had noticed that no matter what we handed in, we always got an eighteen out of twenty. So we just stopped handing stuff in, and when he was yeah. called the grades, he was like, "Oh, Melissa and Whitney, eighteen out of 20. I was like, "I want to see this. I want to see where we lost two points." And you're like, "Bitch, you need to shut up because I didn't even do it." Exactly. Like I don't want to have to redo this because I didn't do this because this man is stupid. I got an A in that class doing no work. Please shut up. Well, ugh, the Entertainment Tonight song is still running through my head. I don't. Do you remember before the internet? And maybe I'm the only one that did this. 
Entertainment Tonight, they would always do like celebrity birthdays for the day. And before the internet, every year I was like, I'm going to watch Entertainment Tonight on my birthday to see who was born on my birthday. And then it never failed. I always missed it. And I'd always be really pissed because I'd be like, I don't know the celebrities that were born on my birthday. I don't. I don't. And I did not have no, that same issue. Or, <laughs> no, that's a that's a just you kind of thing. Okay, well, surely to God, somebody else remembers that. It was pre-internet. It was the only way you would know celebrity birthdays. And I always was very when I was really little. I always wanted to know who are the celebrities. And of course, when you watch it, it's like some random old person. You're like, who is that? I don't, yeah, I don't know who the fuck this is. I still don't. I mean, like as an adult, I don't know actresses and actors' names. That's why talking to you, I'm always like, "Who's the person in the one movie they had the thing, and then there was they went on that, and you're like, oh yeah, that's this person.' Like, without people like you, I wouldn't know what the hell I'm talking about most of the time. That's very true. I'm glad you recognize this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Ugh. Oh, this week too, I volunteered at commencement it's graduation season oh winter i mean so there's only one ceremony instead of four okay but i always volunteer and then it always gets me thinking i'm always like oh these like 22 year olds are like oh excited for life and what are Mm. they gonna do and then i always start thinking about what was i doing at 22 trying to not have a nervous breakdown my quarter life crisis came early your quarter life crisis came at 22 it came at like 21 no probably 22 honestly yeah 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 because i at that point i had uh i had graduated but i i graduated with a degree i knew i didn't want but i just graduated because i was almost done and i didn't know what to do with the rest of my life so i was just kind of of wondering in that boat yeah I graduated with a degree that I finally got just because it was, like, the quickest one I could get. Yeah. Because I had, like, gone to engineering school, and that was a fucking disaster. So I had all those credits, and I nearly failed out of there. It was really bad. And then I bounced around from school to school, like, I don't know. And then, yeah, by the time I settled, and yeah. I just was like, these are credits. Tell me what I can get. See, I had I had finished my degree in education, but I knew, like, I knew I didn't want to teach when I did it. But I just finished it because it was off. It was almost done, you know? And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go be a nurse. And I got my first job as a nurse. And, like, I came home crying and depressed every day. Like, couldn't do it. It was just, it was, like, I was just really sad. It just really got to me. And then it was like, well, shit. I don't know. I've, now I've done two things and I don't know what I want to do now. <laughs> yeah. So. And there's so much pressure. It's like, why would you know at 18 what you're, what you are supposed to do for a job? Like, that's asinine. You have had no life experience. And now we're like. So now pick a job that mm-hmm. you want to do. Pick something you want to do. Well, I think I think it's okay to kind of like not job hop, but kind of like go test and figure out what you want to do. Oh yeah, like what I'm market big, you want to do, or like take supporter. a job you necessarily like. You don't have to like get your you know your dream job in the exact line of work you want to do right out of college. Like sometimes you got to pay some dues and go and. Work, yeah, you, you know, on a different, to. you know, different, you know, market than what you really want to work in. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna come right out of the gate, like getting that corner office, making you know ninety thousand dollars a year. Although right. some of the students expect it, it's entertaining. 
I'm still waiting. I'm 35. I'm half. I'm mid 30s, and I'm still waiting for that corner office. Although my me desk too. is in my basement in the corner, I got a window in front of me, so oh, you know, they I got a made corner. It. I got a corner desk over here. I do too, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, we made it finally. <laughs> I get to bring finally. my dogs to work with me. I just walk them down the stairs, and they're in the office. It's like you work at Google. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched Devil Wears Prada a couple weeks ago. Yes. Me too, actually. Not Did you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, but oh just like, yeah. What came out? I looked at it. It came out in 2006. So that was, I was smack dab in the middle of college. Okay. I remember yeah. absolutely loving that movie. And I still actually really liked it. I haven't watched it in years. And it held up pretty well, I feel. Yes, it has held up pretty well. I will say that my opinions on different characters has changed as oh, I've gotten yes. older. Well, and it's so funny because I watched it and it always makes me think of like this time of year, like the graduating and stuff. Because, okay, this is supposed to be her first job out of college and da da da. And exactly, you're like, oh, my opinions from when I was, because how old would I have been in 2006? 21. Yeah. Very different than when I, now I'm 34. Like, I am so hardcore team Miranda now. Like, mm hmm. Yeah. She was doing her job. Yeah. And like she is the bad, you know, I mean, she's like the bad guy in the movie, but she's just when you boss. really like, yeah, and she's just doing her job. And actually there's a line in the movie. I think it's when um, Andy kind of the main character kind of comes around um, to kind of like respecting her or getting along with her, however you want to look at it. And she and someone's kind of criticizing Miranda and she says, so I don't I don't know the exact quotes, but it's something along the lines of like if she was a man, no one would you know think anything less of how she is. It's exactly. just because she's a woman, people are more critical of how she is. Exactly. Like oh, she's got to be so nice and like do this with a smile, but no, she's like no. cold and like she's there to do her job. She's not there to call you. And yeah, I watched it. I was like, oh my god, oh Miranda, oh I would murder all of these young assistants. Mm-hmm. or um in the beginning of the movie andy goes to interview with with you know miranda that in the company i forget i forget the what's the book i don't even remember what the magazine is runway called. runway you. right sorry and you. you know and andy thinks like she's above all this and mm-hmm. you know she you know this is all beneath her but she goes to an interview not knowing anything about the company, she doesn't research the company or anything like that. Right? I know. I'm like, uh... and she's you no know, not sh- in the interview. She's like not sure about anything or who people are or who Miranda is. Like, you know, and I guess that didn't that didn't stand out to me when I was 21, 22. No. That like is like it was just like, oh yeah, this lady's a bitch and, and Andy's cute and she's fun and she knows how the whole you know she's you know all these things. But she didn't research the fucking company she was interviewing I for. Know. Like even a simple like internet search of. You know what they do. You know who. You know how does she not know who the editor is? You know exactly. just stuff like that. Well, like even people who never read Vogue know who the fuck Anna Wintour is. So I right. imagine that people would like in this universe would know who yes. Miranda Priestley is. Um, but I know, right? You're like you did not prepare for this at all. You came in here like I don't need this job. Man, yeah. here's some stuff I wrote. Okay, bye. Um, oh. Yeah. She's so whiny through it. I'm just like, you knew what you signed up for. You're going to work weird hours. You're going to be worked really hard. But when you're done after a year, you understand that you basically can go anywhere you want. That's a sweet gig. And I think, I know they state in the movie, they're like, oh, you know, a thousand girls would kill for this job. I'm like, Mm -hmm. 
And she's like, yeah, a thousand girls. But I don't want it. But I, a thousand girls. I'm not one of I don't them. want it. I'm like, well, then, then, you're then give it to someone who wants it. Yeah. And yeah, I get that it's a fashion magazine and you want to be, you know, an investigative journalist. I don't know what she wants to do. But this is still a huge like a magazine. Exactly. It's a great resume thing. And it's like, even if that's not what you want to do, it's so much more. You know who I can't? Well, actually, my least favorite character in that whole movie—her boyfriend. Boyfriend. Hate. He's a. He's so. There's like you know she tells him like she had an interview or got the and she got the job and he was like what was it a phone interview and I was just I I know you're so unsupportive and he's so and the the number one thing that bugs me about him I mean there's several things but he's so kind of pretentious about her job and like how you know he's very bohemian and like mm-hmm. you know that that's the man da, da, da. but he talks about yeah he's a chef but he talks about spending a semester working on french fries yeah Come like on. you're a douchebag yeah you're a douchebag like this guy he probably drinks craft beer Oof. and loves and ipa <laughs> yeah and talks about, he probably has a home brewery no i just well yeah that's the thing right he's like no i'm like creating things and i'm like a real art you're a fucking line chef somewhere yes. calm the fuck down and like somehow she's like a sellout because she's working like what should she be doing working for the village voice for no money that would be okay yeah and if anything her making money and probably decentish money yeah yeah giving him way to like you know do what he really wants to do yeah i know he is such a baby he's such a whiner he's so crappy during the whole movie and when she wants to like vent about the job like yeah she took the job yeah she needs to suck it up and deal with it but you still like you need that like mental you just need to vent sometimes and he's just kind of like won't let her vent either or the moment where she calls him and tells him she's gonna quit because she can't get that harry potter book and yeah. then she winds up doing it. And he's so yeah. put out with her mm-hmm. that she didn't quit her job. I'm just mm-hmm. like, why? Yeah, he's a horrible boyfriend. And I don't, I never her friends up on are kind of, of Her friends are kind of shitty too. Like she, they meet, I remember like the first time they kind of introduced the friends, um, she has like gifts for them. And like, especially the one female friend, like she's very excited. They're very excited to like take the, oh, yeah, the get all the free stuff. But when Miranda calls, they like steal her phone and like make fun of her for like freaking out because they won't give her her phone. It's like, so you'll take the perks of her job, but you're going to be littler about her job. I know. Yeah. So it's very interesting. But I mean, she's not innocent. Like, I would say, like, Andy annoys me until towards the end. I kind of like, okay, like, she kind of like she grows up a little bit. But, you know, she's really whiny and stuff in there. And who is the who's the gentleman that works for Stanley Tucci? I can't yes, remember but what's his, his, I think I it's Nigel. Nigel. His yeah. name's Nigel. I love him. And, you know, he calls her on her bullshit a lot when, you know, she's like, I, well, I'm trying. He's like, you're not no, trying. You're, not. you're whining. And yeah. like, yes. Yeah, I think he helps, like, her grow, her, you know, grow up a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's like, she's not your friend. She's your boss. Yeah. You and he, up, Yeah, he's like, job. you're whining. And he reminds her that Miranda's doing her job. You just don't care. Yeah. And it's hard. Ooh, and she's not like, thank you. Good job. Like you're, yeah. I remember, yeah. ugh, just being so like, oh man, it, this would be horrible. Duh, 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 duh. And then my first job out of college, I worked for a dude. I remember that. Yeah. Who was a dick. I mean, he was mm-hmm. very dickish. Um, but I was not whining like Andy, and I did my job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, like, and you learned, like, you kind of learned, like, how he would, like, I remember some of the things, like, he would, you know, if he would mess up, he would blame you for something. So you kind of learned to, like, CYA and be, like, document things. Or, like, if you were doing something, you would, like, tell him what you're doing. Like, if he asked you to do something, you would, like, you would would send him an email, like, okay, to confirm what you asked me to do, this is what I'm doing or whatever. So then when it, he couldn't be like, you fucked up. Yeah, because I, yeah, there there were some dicey, and it taught me a lot, but I, so I can understand, like, working for a difficult person, like, mm-hmm. what that does, that is a, a shitty situation, especially when you're like, no, I am really doing my job and trying, uh, but then I, so then I, you know, rewatching it, I'm like, okay, so in this movie, she would have been about the age I was during that job. Mm-hmm. 22. It's a very different mindset. Like, now, I would not have taken the crap from that particular boss um because he was like at times borderline like verbally abusive Mm -hmm. um and so i'm like okay well her at her age she doesn't she doesn't really know any better either she hasn't had a real job she doesn't know what it's like out there and like it can be hard to navigate and figure out what am i supposed to do and but um yeah, watching it now, though, I'm just like, oh, my God, there's nothing about this that's inappropriate. She is not, a, like, a horrible person. She just no. wants her shit done the way she wants it done. She's worked a really long time to get here. And just do your fucking job, Andy. <laughs> just do your job. <laughs> mm-hmm. You had brought up her, um, like, her boyfriend being mad when she doesn't quit her job, when she couldn't find the uh, Harry Potter books. But then the one guy from, like, the New Yorker helps her get the books. What do you think? Because I actually like that scene when she puts them on the desk. And she's like, oh, good. Oh, what, am yeah. I, what am I girl supposed to do? Share? And she's like, no, this is just the, you know, original copy. They have theirs on the train on the way to Grandma's bound. So they don't know the difference. I just, and, and Miranda's face yeah, in that scene. Like, I just wonder, like, I just want to know what, like, I wish... I know it would only fit the movie, but I wish, like, after she leaves, like, if Miranda would, like, verbalize how she was feeling. Because her face was just, like, I don't know. She didn't want to, like, tell her good job, but her face just said a lot of things, though. Well, it's Meryl, so, yeah. I know, but, yeah, she's like, fuck, you did a good job. I didn't think you would. I'm a little pissed about it. But I'm also really impressed with you. I think she knew. I Because I feel like, like, just different things. I feel like she knew she would figure it out. Like, I, I think Miranda wanted Andy to realize that, you know, she is good at her job. She is an asset. You just have to stop. You just got to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. You just got to figure it the fuck out. And the same guy. Oh, I, uh, this is another thing. I just, I, I like the movie a lot. I just feel like there's just, it, no, there's I a good story too. there. I, I but really like the guy story. who helps her get the, um, the Harry Potter books, he's Simon. like a writer for the new, Simon. Is it Simon? Yeah. I think. He helped, them, maybe that's his I real was a name. Christian. I think it's, I thought his name was Christian. For His some real reason. name might be Simon. I don't remember. Okay. It doesn't He's matter. He's very handsome, and I just look at him. Is he? The whole See, I don't time. think he is. I think but so. she, um, because I think Emily, the the other assistant, is sick, and so she goes to a party and runs into him, and he knows like she doesn't want to work for Runway, and you know she really wants to be like a more, I don't know, like you know because he writes for the New Yorker and he's going to introduce her to the editor of the New Yorker. They're at that party. Yeah. And she's like thinking about it and she's like, no, I have to go. And it, she leaves, she gives up the opportunity to, to meet the editor of the New Yorker because she has, she's running late to her boyfriend's birthday. birthday party. Okay. First of all, he's a You're grown man. He doesn't have a birthday party. If I, <laughs> like, I always think of things in context of like, what would Michael do or what would Michael say? If 
Michael knew I left a party where I had the opportunity to meet like the boss of, you know, like of some huge company that I wanted to work for, I wanted to recruit with or wanted to work with or, you know, and I gave that up because I was running late to his birthday dinner. He'd be like, what is wrong with Exactly. You? Like, what are you doing? Like, who cares about my goddamn birthday? I didn't even want to have a birthday dinner, let alone like, I don't care if you're late or you can't come because you have an opportunity to hugely... Yeah, a once in a lifetime chance to meet this person you need to do that yeah uh, and her boyfriend's still mad at her yeah he's and it's just like oh i cannot stand just it don't first of all you don't Which, need a birthday and isn't it like, funny like you don't pick up on those at all when you're in your 20s you like no i didn't none of that none of that of like he's a dick he's not supportive at all He's a big baby. He's super self. Cooks like, French fries. Yeah. And he's just like, and you're like, oh man. Yeah. Totally. Oh, she should have. Oh, she missed his birthday. Oh, bummer. <laughs> just like, no, none of, oh my God. Mid thirties. I have no time for this nonsense. If you're a grown ass adult that is obsessed with your birthday and puts so much value on it of like, this is the only way I'm going to know that you love me. Then I don't have time for you. That is exactly. ridiculous. And I mean, I wouldn't want to be with a person who only like shows their love for me on like Valentine's Day and my birthday and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't care about those kind of holidays. Those don't matter. It's yeah. Very childish. Very oh. stupid. But I do. I, and then the reason I say, uh, I know we're kind of jumping around. The reason I say that I think Miranda knows Andy's capable of things. Like when I think shortly after the, that party scene, uh, Miranda tells Emily that she's the one, that, or no, she tells um, Andy that she's the one that's going to go to Paris. And Andy's kind of like, um, she doesn't want to because she doesn't want to do that to Emily. And Miranda's kind of like, if you don't go, that means you're not taking your career seriously. And like Emily would not go for you. Yeah. I think she's, oh, I yeah. think Miranda's like, te- she's grooming her, not in, like a weird way. She's teaching her to like take advantage of situations to when something presents itself to you, you take advantage of it. Like your chance to meet the New York editor. Like she should have taken that chance, but she didn't. Yeah. Now's your chance to go to uh, Paris and, you know, network and meet new people and she makes her go the one other thing i don't so i don't like the boyfriend the other thing i don't like is when miranda finds out that she they're trying to replace her with yes. the woman who runs will run the with french Paris, one yeah air france and she like works it to where you know she ends up coming over to be the whatever else instead of nigel and all that stuff right like yes okay that sucks but they they paint it to be like such this like oh this was a villainous thing to do but i'm like no well she was she maneuvered things so that she could keep her job which is what yeah. anyone in that position would do she's exactly. not going to be like well i guess i'm going to let this bitch take my job so that stanley tucci can uh, go off and be the head at whatever like no one's doing that i'm not going to exactly. be fired so someone else can have this other random job Exactly, and they painted it to be such this thing, and then, and then Andy's just like, "No, I'm not like you," because she had been like, "You know, I see so much of myself in you, myself in you, and I'm not." Yeah, and that's when Andy like leaves and gets out of the car. Yeah, do you think? Do you think? So, do you think Miranda was? So I kind of think that Miranda was pushing her away to like, like you know, she's like Miranda's kind of like, okay, like you need to go do what you want to do. I I kind of feel like that, or do you think Miranda was like? wanting her to like stay and like be her assistant 
No, I think she was like grooming her to be then Emily and then maybe go on to something else. But I don't, I didn't okay. get the sense that she was trying to like push her away. I think she was like, ooh, I see a lot of potential in you. I think you do things well, yeah. really well. I think you have, you could be really great here. And I see, I, I think she was like, you know, has a lot of potential. But I think, I think Miranda knew that like this, like fashion magazine wasn't what Andy wanted and like to pushing her to like jump and go, like, go make the choice that you want to do and go do great things somewhere else mm. that's how i kind of think of it i think that would be like miranda putting too much shit into that she's like maybe you're an adult you do whatever you want i think you have yeah. a great career here because she gives her a, a good reference for she does wherever she goes after that even though she like fucked off in the middle of paris fashion week uh, yeah uh, I will say I think I think Andy got scared. Um, I think it's when they're in Paris and she goes to Miranda's room and Miranda's like kind of really out of sorts, no makeup, been crying, and it's when like she's getting her divorce. Like her 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 husband wants to get a divorce, mm-hmm. and she um she I think because you know she's like oh career obsessed dragon lady. Like I think Andy kind of sees like the writing on the wall. If she kind of stays down this same path, that's how she's gonna end up. Yeah possibly which is so unfair because it doesn't mean like it doesn't have to be that way like it doesn't have to end oh also like a driven woman and still have a a family yeah i also i i get that the emily character is kind of first of all i love that actress i love emily uh, blunt i love her and i get that that actress is or that uh, that character is kind of like i don't know humor like it's you know she's humorous whatever but i don't like that andy gives her all the clothes from paris at the end oh really no because that she was a bitch i don't reward i don't reward bitchiness <laughs> fuck you and even when she gives her the clothes that of course she wants she's like oh it's a huge inconvenience i'll have to get them all altered and i've been like fine bitch i'll keep them i'll donate them someone will appreciate them i don't know it's just i know it's i know it's a humorous scene but i'm just like fuck you too bitch fine i'll keep them whatever but like shortly after that, her like giving Andy a hard time, she looks at the new assistant and she's like, "You have very large shoes to feel." Yeah, like she, she liked her. They got along in their weird way. They did. I think she respects her. Yeah, I think so too. But she would never. But she would never admit it to her. She would. Emily would never admit it to Andy that she likes her. Oh no, and respects her. But she did. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a good, it was a nice little. Uh, it's I, a good movie. I hadn't watched it in probably I don't know at least five years, and mm-hmm. I popped up on Hulu. It was nice. Have, I liked it. You know the part where um, it says oh I think it's the guy from the New York I forget the character's name but he's kind of like you know he's the one that you know tells her that you know someone's taking Miranda's job and she kind of stands up for her. like Miranda's just doing her job if she was a guy or a man people wouldn't even question it. I that that scene and Andy saying that just like it resonates with me. I I've known in my like career as a grown adult woman, I've been like, you're very intimidating, or and oh, it's just yeah. like, well, thank you. Like I take I like, yeah, just because just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't act a certain way. I don't have to. Oh, can I get you some coffee? Like that's not no. I'm a professional, you know. Yeah, it's not my job to smile at you. To make mm-hmm. you feel comfortable. Like, I'm here to do my job. I'm going to be me doing it. I will be professional and whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm not your mom or oh. your friend or your girlfriend. Exactly. I'm, I'm not, not your people. caretaker. Right. And full disclosure, Michael used to laugh at me like this. I have, I've had a job in the past where, like, you have, like, weekly meetings with, like, the team. And there's, like, 
if you just know you're getting ready to like fight for like your ideas or your position, I a hundred percent would, um, I'm six feet tall. Those meetings, like when I'm going to be presenting and having to justify my, my ideas and my decisions, a hundred percent six feet tall and heels standing in the meeting. Like I will make you feel like a little tiny man. Yeah. I don't care. No. So if you're going to talk to me, you're going to have to look up to me. And that's that's on you. That's the way you should okay. be, Shoddy. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely, oh. I've definitely been in situations where mm-hmm. I've been viewed as, yeah, bitchy or harsh. or And it still crosses my mind, even now at 34, you're like, oh, I hope, oh, was that okay? Ew. Like, oh, very much sometimes second guess how I came off I'm lucky that I work with a group of people that are, yeah that are very like very they're all very kind they're all very passionate they're all very inclusive and things like that so that is good but it mm-hmm. definitely still occurs especially when you're like meeting other people across because you know you were I work with a lot of people across campus and stuff like that right um and I work with professors and, and, you know, and that's a whole nother thing of like working with people in academia. It's a very interesting thing. Um, yeah. And like, oh, you don't have a PhD? Ooh. You're like, I, okay. <laughs> You're like, no, but I have real world experience and I know what corporate America is like. Yeah. You've been stuck in academia for 37 years and you don't even know what it means to have a job. <laughs> Self-important, pompous ass. Um, well, and for me working in like recruiting in HR, I always deal with like these, like, and it's always male. It always is. And I hate being that person to say, like to be stereotypical, but it's always these men who are hiring managers because they've just been there the longest. They have no managerial skills mm-hmm. and they always, I call it playing stupid so that like someone else will just do whatever, like a task for them. And I, I don't play that game. Like I, I, I could just do the task and get the like the paperwork finished and move on. But then it just always happens. I will take and then something that would take me five minutes. I'll take two hours to type you up a how to. Like here's how this process <laughs> well, works like, and yeah. send it back to them. If you're getting like, paid to do this and this is exactly. in your job description, then you better fucking figure it out. And exactly. if you weren't qualified to be here, then I hope you fall on your face. And it's just, I don't know, I'm not playing. And I, it works for you, you know? You just play stupid, go, oh, I don't know how to do it. Well, then I will teach you. Okay, yeah, I'll show you, and then yeah. you can do it. I'm, Yeah, I think it's we're such caretakers. I know I will jump in and do all kinds of stuff for people all the time. Mm-hmm. That's how I wind up doing all kinds of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think we get stuck in this like well i need to be viewed as nice and i need to be viewed as right. helpful and and i generally and I don't mind being be helpful, helpful yeah but like, i don't like being taken advantage of yeah. and that there's a fine line there yeah and it can be very dicey of like okay where how is this going um like when it's something like oh like we need to get something out for a customer or something like that to me that's like an all hands on deck like i don't care what your job is or what your role is done. we just got to get this done you know, but when it's just you not doing your job, that's different. And kind of, the, and then on the flip side, I can't stand people who are like, "Well, that's not my job." Well, then it's everyone. Like some stuff is everyone's job when it's a timeline. We have to get stuff done. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's just. Uh, I know I've worked for a place before where um, one department. And this is you know in the recruiting world. One department had you know their headcount was just down and like the wheels were literally falling off the bus, and. <clears throat> 
you know, another department was kind of like, dude, that sucks. Like, see you on Monday. And like, I didn't work with either departments. I was doing you know, like a regional, uh, regional employee. So I worked for all the different offices in the area. And I was like, well, I don't really know like the position you're hiring for, but like, give me a list of numbers. I'll start calling people. And if I get someone who's interested, I can pass it on to someone who knows what they're doing. And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, absolutely. And that's what I, you know, I spent like Friday night and Saturday helping people. It had nothing to do with my job, but it was just like, get it done. Yeah. And I think they were just shocked because the other department was like, okay, well, that sucks, but see you on Monday. Right. You were like, well, and this I is was like just a like, decent oh, thing to do. Yeah. I was like, I can't do it. Like, I don't have the knowledge base to do it, but I can. I can do the busy work for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that makes, I don't know. I'd like to think that makes a difference when you're like, well, I'll be a decent human. Right. Um, and I feel like, and then I, you know, and I'm sure like if I ever had an issue or like that, like I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to get this stuff done. I'm sure someone from that department would have been like, hey, well, I mean, I can help you. I don't have anything to do right now. What do you need to get done? Yeah. And I just, that's, you know, and that's different than playing stupid because you don't want to do your job. That department wasn't not wanting to do their job. They just, like, shit was blowing up. Not literally, but figuratively. (laughs) I hope not. Mm. It'd be a different plumbing department. (laughs) What do you think you would tell your, 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 like, 22-year-old self coming out Mm. of college? I often think about this because I have so many students in my office who are freaked out. I see. I wish I could talk to my eighteen-year-old self. Okay, more. what would you tell your eighteen-year-old self? I would tell my eighteen-year-old self that just because your teammates are all going to school for education doesn't mean <gasps> you have to, because that way you sit in class with your teammates. Yeah, that's pretty. Amazing. I would say I would have told that eighteen-year-old like just get just wh- while you figure out what you want to do, just get a, a business administration, just get a general business administration degree don't get a communications degree that's too general get get a ba a business administration degree and then you can go get a master's in anything you want to do or you can go to law school you can do anything you want to do yeah that's what i would tell my 18 year old self what would i tell my 22 year old self um go get a ba (laughs) go get a business admin degree i know you just finished but go back so, I mean, that's kind of what I ultimately ended up doing. I go, I, well, I didn't do it quite. I didn't get a BA. I got a, um, I got a, um, human, I got an HR degree and then went and got a business master's. But what would you tell your 22 year old self? Mm. What would I tell my 22 year old self? Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. You're not going to get your end all be all job. Take a job oh. that's going to offer you the most opportunity to learn something. Yes. And that is what I did. That job I had for three years out of college, I learned so much, like mm-hmm. an amazing amount of knowledge. Um, and so I'm thankful for that, even though I worked with, for someone who was kind of a lunatic. And then I tell my 18 year old self that, cause good God, that was a nightmare. Went to engineering school. We've been mm-hmm. groomed for doing that for years first week i was like nope mistake uh (laughs) like pretty solid on the bad choice train there um and i and i i just was telling an engineering student this last week who had a very similar feelings of like Mm -hmm. my mom wants me to do this my dad you know i'm not enjoying it and i just was like look i can't tell you what to do and this is what i tell my 18 year old self but if you are not feeling like this is something that you could enjoy doing it's hard work to get through this program and yeah it's only worth it 
at, if at the end of the tunnel, you're kind of doing something that you are kind of liking. Yeah. Because okay, if you can't imagine doing what you're doing now for 40 years, then get off this train now. Exactly. Because you're only, you're not that far in. It's fine. There are a lot of other careers out there besides engineering that can make you money and can make you happy and explore things. So like, don't be afraid that because you came in with a plan at all of 18 years old, that that plan doesn't work. And I think that, I think it's a lot to expect people to know what they want to do with the rest of their life at 18. I think it's asinine. I wish I could tell my first like big girl job, Melissa, I wish I could tell her that like you don't have to be a people pleaser and you don't have to be friends with all your coworkers. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. <sighs> I so, overextended so much. Yes. My first job out of college, they I was hired for 30 hours a week. I made mm-hmm. such little money. They hired me for 30 hours a week. I didn't have health insurance. I didn't have like I didn't get benefits until my last like year there, maybe. I mean, yeah. And I worked so hard and I got so much done in those six hours that they never considered. They didn't need to extend your hours. Because, yeah. Yeah. So I would tell myself, like, you don't have to, but I was so determined to prove that I was worth hiring. I've always had a very strong work ethic, like, always. Mm -hmm. I've had a job since I was 14. Mm-hmm. And I've always worked and I couldn't imagine not giving all of, you know, giving a hundred percent and like, nope. So I was, I'm so efficient and I'm type A and I just would get shit done. And I, so I would tell my 22 year old self, like, slow down, prove your worth, but also prove that you are worthy of more because right. that is something that. I just like did not negotiate, did not approach. And I probably could have gone to them and been like, hey, I could do 10 more hours a week. Think of everything I could get done. Um, But they weren't coming to me because why should they? Right. And that's the thing I've learned. You have to you have to speak for yourself like you and even like I hate reviews, but still like I I go into as a if as an employee, I go into a, a review like with like prepared material i'm not so i'm not going in there just to listen to them talk about me i'm gonna go in there with this is what i've done this year this is what i've accomplished this is what is a, a, what i did above plan like i go in there with metrics yeah. to discuss and this is why i deserve because i'm going in there to ask for more money and they're gonna tell and then i'm gonna justify why yeah you know i did this much percent over so i feel like i deserve this percent more I, I also wish i wish i could i wish i would have found my i don't know if i call it a love but just my niche for like business corporate world a lot sooner even when i was getting my master's i mean i think i graduated with my master's when i was 29 or 30 i honestly don't remember and even even going through that master's at mba i was thinking like okay i want to go to law school for like corporate law and by the time I finished that master's, I was done. I was burnt out. It was my fourth degree. I was over this. I was over school. I didn't want to learn a thing the rest of my life. Yeah. And I wish I would have found that sooner because, you know, we were getting married, want to start a family. I'm like, I can't go to, you know, I can't go to law school part time for, you know, four years, like every night. That would just destroy my life. Yeah. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have found that before, like, we what before we were getting married, before we were going to start a family, before we had a mortgage, 
and I maybe could have like worked part time and went to law school full time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean that's okay. I'm not unhappy. I just wish I would have found that sooner because I I I think that's what I you know big picture I would have done it. But I remember I remember being like in high school you know starting going into college like I wasn't smart enough. I didn't have the the study skills or the ability to go to do something like law school. Like education was going to be easy. Like I went to school. I can teach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I realized like I'm actually I'm much smarter than I thought I was in high school. You know, high school smarts and like real world smarts are totally two different things. You remember I remember failing math in high school and like, oh my gosh. But I mean, that's just because I just didn't apply myself and I had shitty teachers. Yeah. Like, in college and then like putting like my learning in my own hands, like, yeah, I can figure it out. And I'm really good at it in a business world. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing too. I that's why I'm glad I went back to grad school later. Mm-hmm. Cause like, yeah, I had that break. I had a real job for you know, three years. Okay, I'm ready to go back. And I also know that this is what I want to do. And I also could handle that situation just mm-hmm. better in general. I also didn't stress about it like I probably would have. And I it was very similar. I never thought I would. I didn't think I was smart enough to go back to school. Like I mm-hmm. never even occurred to me to go back to grad school until I I, I talked to a person in a similar field who was like, No, you really need to do this this is you would be good at this right go talk to this person and I remember calling and talking to them and I didn't apply for a whole nother year because I still was just like I don't I don't think I can cut I don't have the grades you know I nearly filled out of engineering school and then I just like got a degree to get done and I like did fine but all those classes before still looked bad and uh yeah and then I went to grad school and I like did amazing and I was like oh I am okay i'm smarter than i thought this is nice to know like you said like oh i'm yeah i'm smart to do this i wound up being like magna cum laude and did the program faster than anybody ever had but it was such a drastic change from undergrad where i was like i have like a 2.7 and i you know like (laughs) yeah i just wanted to get through it and i didn't care so yeah it's like grow just grow it doesn't define you like going like you know getting a uh um because it took me i took a little bit of time because i knew i wanted to get a, i wanted to get like a business bat so i got an degree in hr i want to get another bachelor's before i got my master's for whatever reason. i just wanted to have a business degree um <clears throat> and i remember like searching for because i knew i wanted to do hr but a lot of like schools hr was in their like um bachelor's of arts and i really wanted a bachelor of science degree um so it like, took me a while to find like the right program for that but doing um so that was going to like traditional that was going to traditional school for a bachelor's i didn't have to do like gen ed classes but going to a traditional college for um uh, a bachelor's and working full-time um that was really hard and i wouldn't have been able to do it without a support system i you know and i, I remember when i graduated with my master's like i celebrated by doing something getting your friends together to celebrate michael because yeah i accomplished this i got these two degrees but i would not have been able to do it without him because that man for two and a half three years did made every almost every meal did all of our laundry made sure the house was clean because i was you know a hermit working and studying and writing papers oh yeah and I wasn't going to, and that's what, and that's another reason why I didn't go to law school. I was done, but also like, I couldn't put him through that for another four years. He already did it for three, two and a half, three years. Yeah. So 
like you have to have that support. I mean, I know people do it on their own, but it, it's super helpful to have a support system. Oh it, yeah, it's a lot, especially when it, you're it like so an much adult. harder once you're out of yeah. school and you're adulting. yes, yeah. Okay. If we wouldn't have had like a mortgage and like adult expenses, then yeah, I, I probably could have worked part time as like a receptionist or a Starbucks and then went to and done it differently. But we had like real life expenses, and when you're you know in your twenties, um like both people have to work and scrape together you know if I could have waited a little bit longer maybe when Michael was further in his career I probably could have you just you know went part-time and stuff because he was making a lot more money then but that I wasn't I didn't want to wait on him either you know yeah 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 it's a weird thing to navigate when you're a non-traditional student yeah when you're a when you're a semi-adult you're not a real adult adult but you got like adult bills yeah <laughs> got adult things to do yeah yeah all well, right well that was a fun walk down memory lane oh, that's so funny yes. we both watched it because i had not seen that movie in years it brought yeah, up just, all I kinds think, of maybe thoughts. it was recently added i think it to, was is it, i think it maybe that's why because i think i remember seeing it up. in like the like recommended stuff yeah and i was and like, like well Ooh. netflix knows my right like the recommendations know me very well yes i will watch this yeah <laughs> it was speaking to my my 20 year old heart all right so um time to finish up whitney do you have a tiny joy for this week Actually, you kind of mentioned it. My tiny joy this week was watching the third season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It was like what I squeezed in over the weekend or like while I was eating lunch at work. I might watch 20 minutes of it. It's just that kind of thing. So I did end up finishing the third season. Um, And it ends on a big cliffhanger. Like I'm like, all right, I just binge watch it, but I'm ready for the next part too. Like I need it. I I know. I'm like, oh what's gonna oh. i know i saw it coming though i like when, when she, she was yeah. standing up i was like, like ooh, no. ooh. i knew this was gonna happen yeah i was like ooh, Ugh. yeah but uh but yeah so i know some people don't like that show really it, it seems to be very divisive what? either people love it what or do people not i guess it. i don't know anyone who doesn't like it what um, don't they like about it and they just don't like they don't feel like it's a like a well-developed plot and they don't i don't know none of the people i personally know have feelings about it but but yeah i love i love that show it just makes me happy it's pretty to look at i love the fast talking i like watching a female you know stand up try to figure that out um do you think she's gonna end up with her ex her ex-husband her current husband (laughs) ex-husband i don't I don't think so, but I don't hate him anymore. I don't which either. Because nice. uh, I did hate him, obviously, the first season. I don't season, like infidelity, his, ghost or otherwise. Yeah, ghost or, you know, mortal. Um, <laughs> mortal infidelity. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but his his uh, character progression and his arch over the last two, se- arc over the last mm-hmm. two seasons has been, I'm it's like, better. oh, he's grown. Exactly. Like, okay, he's not he's like not a, a dick. Whole, he did a shitty thing. But he's not a shitty but, person. And he knows it and he's owned it and he's actually being a decent, supportive human being. Right. So, um, yeah, I just enjoyed it. It was just a couple, you know, mm-hmm. eight episodes of, of just like, oh, I'm just enjoying myself. Gotcha. So that was my tiny joy. What about you? So my tiny joy actually was going to be my beef of the week, but it has changed again to my tiny joy. So I don't know if you heard this, but um, Hallmark actually pulled an ad 
It was a, a lesbian couple. Did you? Group. Yes, you did. Um, pulled an ad. Uh, it was a lesbian couple, and you know Christians. I'm not trying to lump all Christians together, but you know, people no, were, that was the that group, was the group that, that was really pissed off about it. And so they pulled this commercial about, it was actually really, I looked it up. I hadn't seen it before it hit the news, but I was just like, okay, that's, you know, that sucks. And that's a, that's a dick thing. Um, but then I saw someone else posted actually um, someone I went to college with who um, her and her wife recently got married um, that uh, Hallmark has apologized and that they admitted that they made the wrong move and they are reinstating the commercial. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, thank you, Hallmark. So I was like, okay, yes. Like, yes, the world isn't. We have self. Yeah. All right, we've corrected. Yeah. Okay. And they like owned up to it. It wasn't just like, oh, it was a mistake. Da-da. No, like, you know, they didn't gloss over it. Like the article about like reinstating it was like, yeah, it was, it was a bad move. It was a bad decision made in haste. And we, we've listened to our customers and our, you know, our, our people. Oh, well, that's good. I'll have to go look that up. I'll have to go read it. Yeah. Um, so it was going to be my beef of the week. Happy. But, it became- but now it can be a tiny joy. <laughs> yeah. My, how the winds are changing. Oh, it's good. It's good. Progression. Progression is good. Yes. In the world. Well, that's good. Thank you, Hallmark. All right. Um, Whitney, tell them where they can find us. And also, oh, I it. have just ordered um, some stickers and some things to like send people if they actually follow through here so go ahead you do your you do your thing (laughs) you do your thing so you can find us everywhere uh please take just a moment to if you like what we're doing to write us a review uh you can rate us but please if you take a little time to type something for 30 seconds and give us a review that would be helpful if you give us a five-star rating and write a review you can tell us what you a topic you want us to talk about, a movie you want us to recap, or a book you want us to recap, and we will do that on a future episode as a bribe for you to actually leave a review. So, um, or we will send you some free merch if you would prefer that instead. So there you go. Um, so please go do that. That would be really helpful. It helps other people find our podcast. Um, so yeah, please be helpful. It'll only take a few seconds. Uh, and you can find us on platoniclifemates.com, our website. You can find us on Instagram at platoniclifemates. You can send us a, an email if you want to tell us something at platoniclifemate at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, which is Platonic Life Mates, uh, or our Facebook group, which is Platonic Life Mates Adult Lady Coven. Uh, so those are all the places they will be in the show notes. Uh, they're also listed on our website and we're really go. working hard to grow though. So please come join us. We share lots yeah. of fun things, lots of commentary I think we're on Instagram more just because that's what I prefer and it's that's what easy. I'm on. And I sometimes uh-huh. forget about Facebook and I'm sorry, but I'll be on there more. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So come find us. Um, we'd love to get more topics on what you'd like us to talk about. Absolutely. So always shoot us an email, slide into our DMs, Facebook messages, whatever. I don't know. Send a carrier pigeon. Oh, yeah. But we'd love to hear from you one way or the other. And that's it. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Bye.